Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Posterman Podcast. I am Elijah. Why did you start with a funny voice? Because I felt like it. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm Tyler. I'm Ken. Hello. Ken, what, what pray tell is the synopsis for what we what we are debatably watched? And let's see if we can guess what we watched. Ooh, pray tell. Do pray tell. Ooh, pray tell. After what? the the plot synopsis for this movie. What year did it come out, by the way? 1990. Wow. Another 90s movie, like Homeward Bound. <laughs> um, also, another star-studded cast. Like Homeward Bound. Like Homeward Bound. <laughs> uh, after his mistress runs over a young teen, a Wall Street hotshot sees his life unravel in the spotlight and attracting the interest of a down-and-out reporter. Sir, we're watching Wolf of Wall Street. Why do we guess the title when we watch the movie? I just wanted to fake guess the title because it also sounds like many other titles. <laughs> I I think it's fun if we were doing a more uh, well known movie, a better known movie than this one. Yeah, that's true. This movie, I don't remember <laughs> how I found it, but I remember I found it at one point. I feel like we were talking about random things, and then I feel like Tom Hanks came up, and we looked at Tom Hanks, and we were like, "What's this cast?" <laughs> yeah, I like I said, I don't, I do not remember how we stumbled we were across this movie. Goofing around with David S. Pumpkins. David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> I love David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> I bet you do. It may have been David S. Pumpkins. And I think we just looked up like movies Tom Hanks was in, and then this huh, one came I'm up. David Pumpkins. And Ken was like, oh, what's this movie? And we watched the trailer, and the trailer was just absolute silliness. The, see, the trailer isn't absolute. wasn't that absolute silliness, I didn't think. but No, I think we just watched the trailer, and we were like, Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Annoying sounding lady. <laughs> Melanie Griffith, yeah, she's... I don't know how that woman had a career. Uh, Aside from being pretty, I don't know how that, was that woman had a career. That was all she had. Career. They hired her because she walked in, they're like, she's hot. Then they're like, you're hired. That's great! Oh, we made... Uh, Oopsies. Oh, crap. But see, that, that explains her being in one movie, but... but I don't know like, how she got arrested. Her for... Melanie Griffith had a, had a was in a lot of movies. Oh my god, she was Oscar-nominated. For working girl in the eighties, <laughs> times went stiffer back then. Um, so what did we watch? By. Did we even say oh, what we watched? The movie. The movie is entitled "Bonfire of the Vanities." People could get by on their looks. Fairly. According to uh, the IMDb, it is a comedy drama romance. 21 December, Romance. 1990. Christmas, 1990. Romance? <laughs> yeah, I... I, I see this as a Christmas movie. I <laughs> see like the drama. Movie. I see how they tried for comedy. Yeah, I saw where they were trying. They mm. shot for the moon. But... But I'm like, oh, this is... I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be funny. I'm supposed to be laughing at this. But I'm not. Uh, um... I'm really looking for Melanie Griffith took off. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, Shining through. That's something wild. That's, Cherry two thousand, probably Working Girl. That's legit. That's probably where it is. That's 
because she came right out of Working Girl and did Bonfire at the Vanity, uh, Bonfire at the Vanities. So, oh, uh, then there is Shining Through. She's in Shining. Yeah, Through. she. I know she's in Shining Through. Shining Through is one of my mom's like come again, come come comes and goes, uh, favorite movies. Liam Neeson's in that movie. That's Shining how I own that movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did somebody get taken and found? No. Did they? I feel like there was Jewish people. Actually, got taken. There, actually, there might have been because it's a World yeah, War II movie. Yeah, it's a World War II movie. <laughs> Jewish German. Parentage, yeah, it goes undercover. I like that this is a thing. <laughs> Every time we see Liam Neeson in a movie, did someone get taken and found? Yes. yes. <laughs> Ironically, yes. And now Ken has to take over for Lewis by playing with something. Um, it's not making noise. It wasn't. I just was mildly entertained. It's just a cute little snowman. <laughs> it's a cute little snowman. I took it off the the air freshener because it was not festive. He's a cute little snowman. But it's gonna uh, snow next week. I'll put him on my. I'll put him on my microphone. Whoa! 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 whoa. whoa. Yes. It's going to fall. Yeah. Oh, oh, dang. <laughs> Add there. Oh, dang. You're done with the snowman, Lewis. No, hang on. Mike, or your Ken. Hang on. Whatever the hell you're near. Who are you? He's going to fall. No, I got it. No, it's fine. He's fine. Leave him alone. It's fine. Leave Mr. Snowman alone. It's staying there. It's fine now. <laughs> it's not going to pick up any sound. Um, All the sound's going to just circulate inside of his, like, concave head. But let's start from my notes near the top. Bruce Willis as a drunk. Well... That's not surprising. Not at all. <laughs> not the mayonnaise jar. He couldn't kill somebody with a mayonnaise jar. And yeah, is that a handful of salmon he just took? <laughs> I did not understand all of that weird talk about the mayonnaise jar. I expected that to come back and it never did. Yeah, I thought that there would eventually be a mayonnaise jar. And I, was I like, love mm. that, like, he picked up that handful of salmon. <laughs> that was like, and, and then, like, I'm... ate some. And then fed some to the girl, and then flung it on the wall, yeah. and it just stuck there. Yep. It just went... <laughs> it, just, it also reminded me of a time when I had like, this big wad of chewing gum when I was young and, and angsty. And uh, we were skateboarding at the high school, and he told us to leave, so I took my big wad of chewing gum and slapped it on the side of the wall. Less cool than salmon. It was less cool than salmon, but that got... I came back to it like five years later, it was still there. Mind you, that was a big thing of salmon. Was that like, was a big thing of salmon. It defied gravity. It defied salmon logic. <laughs> was it really salmon at this well, point? Well, I think it was maybe like a salmon, like a salmon, like paste, a salmon pate or something. Spamming. Maybe it was, Spam- yeah. <laughs> I want you to put a rim shot in there. <laughs> uh, Ken would totally drag his dog out in the rain like that, very angry, grumpy, and just like, come on, drag, 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 drag. <laughs> Ken doesn't like animals. I know, that's why I said he would drag it out there. He wouldn't have a dog to drag out there. If somebody in his life were to really, really want a dog. <laughs> Thankfully, the someone in my life is more of a cat person than a dog person. See? Foil. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just Thing one. If. <laughs> Thing two. If, if something were to something terrible were to happen to my parents and I were to inherit their dogs. Your parents have two dogs? Two, yeah. Oh, so the one is them? the one is a pretty recent addition. Oh. But um he's he's a special. He's huh. a special dog. Um, like what do you mean by special? Like Tyler special or like <laughs> like He's funny about people despite the fact that he's Havanese and Havanese are bred to be lap dogs and people dogs. He doesn't like most people. 
He's weird about he's weird about men. Um, he's he's a he's a special dog. He's special. Um, but you two would be great for each other. But I would not <laughs> repeat. Not <laughs> no, I mean as as friends, always hanging out together. Abuse. Can't let me sit on his lap. Dogs. <laughs> I would not abuse It's not abused, a dog. It's just dragged. <laughs> I would not drag the dog around in the rain so that I could go make an illicit phone call. To someone that sounds like a dog squeak toy? To someone that sounds like a dog squeak toy. I drug Bella down the hallway the other day. Especially if I were going to accidentally call someone that I wasn't supposed to call on this illicit phone call first. Which I have written down as crying on the life cycle. That sounds like a really bad, bad 60s porno. <laughs> I don't know. Or a really bad way to say she's on her period. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to write that. <laughs> so I went with porno. Uh, you said that out loud, I think, when that happened. I may have. <laughs> I don't remember. And then I went, I think I went, and I'm not writing that. <laughs> uh, Poontang? Who says Poontang? Oh, the, the, the <laughs> language in this movie is, like, shockingly One stilted. Minute. Shockingly stilted. <laughs> ah, we're so afraid of black people. Oh, well, this is, God. I was like, th- this is, this is NYC, the crime-ridden cesspool. Of the 80s. Of the 80s. In the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, and, like, I, I don't... I I remember I have vague recollections of the concept of New York City of it being a a not, not safe not friendly not not good place to go but by the time I was an adult and able to actually go there myself they cleaned up like they it was, it was short it was around this time that they started to clean up their act and and making New York into the the relatively safe, friendly place that it is now. You know, I mean, it's like it's like any other city. You know, there are bad neighborhoods. There are places you don't want to go necessarily, unless you live there or have business there or whatever. But it's not so. It's not the sudden drastic change where it's like, oh look, there's Warren Tour in the Bronx. Yeah, right. It's not. It's 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 less. It's it's and, and granted now I don't know how we're not we're realistic. Not, this, is, a, this is all bad. This is all bad people from Pennsylvania that's talking about how New York looks like. So well, we and, and this know. was and yeah, and this is and me, this could be over dramatized for the movie. And that's exactly where I was yeah. going to go. Like we don't and we don't know exactly. We we don't yeah we don't know how realistic a portrayal of New York City in 1990 this is supposed to be. Um, realistically. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell because the tone of this movie is all over the place. Yeah, like there there are times when this movie is is borderline farcical, and there are times when this movie feels like it's sort of kind of trying to be straight. And That's weird. And yeah, like I, I well we'll get we'll get to it later, but we'll get into it when I get to it when we when I say it in my notes for the first time. But we'll get to it when Ken is able to get to it after getting to it. Yep. Was that a penis in her room? 
Yeah. <laughs> so, what? There's a part we had to be pause the movie because we're in her room. We looked really she's hard ranting, at this. She's ranting about African American people and how they're all bad. Now they're all terrible. And then she's tripping down. And we happen to just be looking around the room because she's unbearable to listen to. And I go, Is that a statue of a penis? <laughs> Literally looks like a six foot dildo. That is interesting. That is awesome when we saw. Oh, yeah, we had a TT count. (laughs) Yes, there is a TT count in this movie. One. (laughs) We had one. It was in the painting. (laughs) As we all know, those count. They do. Because you made a count because this is your thing. The original TTs and the TT count were painting TTs. Yeah. We thought that we were going to see Melanie Griffin's ones because you came freaking close 10,000 times. Very close. Very close. Um, oh, yeah, and racist Melanie Griffith, Griffith causes nearly so many wrecks. <laughs> yep. She just reaches over and just jams on his foot to, like, yeah, to, like, move the car. I'm like, there's hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, she, yeah, and, and this is this is after she's gone on the, like, I am a southern lady and I am not comfortable. It's like, oh, so you racist. Yeah. Uh, did Morgan Freeman just say a lot of foul language? This is awesome. Um, Morgan Freeman is my hero <laughs> in this movie. I love his character in this movie so much. <laughs> Morgan Freeman as the tell the truth judge is epic. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Sit down, you motherfuckers. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I was like, I want Morgan Freeman and Samuel Jackson in a movie where it's just them swearing most of it. That's what I want now. <laughs> Uh, gee whiz, teaching in New York during the ni- early 90s must have been terrible. All you had to do is just not pee on the teacher and you got an A. Oh, yeah. You got a B. No, a B. It was a B, yeah. <laughs> um, and then at this point, Tyler farts. At the moment you know... I, I what? <laughs> Tyler farts. Tyler, you farted on there and I put it there and that was the moment when they like... When Melanie Griffith says... You know I'm a sucker for a soft dick. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then you farted. Wow, we're we're pretty far into the movie then. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of notes I needed to take during that point because Bruce Willis' character is unnecessary. Ninety nine percent of this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I have written at some point. Um, well, actually, I have. Is that Baby Kristen Dunst? And then it is. It it is. Uh, and then I have. I think this movie is trying too hard to be is trying too hard to be what I'm not sure, but it's trying too hard. Mm-hmm. It is trying really and, hard to be like an award winning picture and a comedy and a mystery movie at the same time. Yeah, well, but it's not a it's not a mystery. No, but they're trying to be like, how is he going to get away with it? How is it going to be solved? What's going to happen? I, yeah, I guess it's it's trying to be a little bit of a more of a caper flick yeah. than a mystery flick. Um, Cause you know who did it, but like, how is this going to, yeah. How's he going to, how's he going to, yeah. How's yeah. he going to get off? Is he going the... to go to jail? Is cause right. in the beginning, you never know that if he goes to jail or not. Right. Right. Or what happens. Um, the split screen shot is dumb. Let's stop doing this. Oh, See, yeah, I that thought, was unbearable. I thought me. there were some interesting shots in this movie. I, not not necessarily the split screen they one. Split screen it, and then they're just doing stupid stuff. Like they're watching TV and then there's like them talking and then there's the people watching the TV and I'm like, this is dumb. Stop it. 
Yeah, like it's it's not that's not the the split screens were not a good example, but there no, were a there couple of times yeah. where like like it zooms in on Tom Hanks and everything around him is fuzzy and the like the perspective shifts and it's like, "Oh, that's really cool." And then it did it again later in the movie. I think maybe when he goes crazy and starts shooting things with a shotgun. <laughs> I loved it. it. It does it does another one. It did another one of those. I'm like this is neat. Like this is an interesting movie. I would be interested to watch other stuff that this director has done. But this is not an especially good movie. But I think it's mostly the story's fault. It's not the script's fault. It's not the director's fault. It's not any of the actor's faults. No. It's it's Willis. a bad story. Uh. <laughs> no, Bruce Willis is fine. I mean, the, the Bruce Willis is like there again. Bruce Willis is emblematic of it being a bad story. Yeah. Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. Do you know why they? Do you know why they? Bruce Willis? No. Do you know why they? Do you know why they could put Bruce Willis in it? Monies. No, because at the time he was he was the biggest name in the movie. He was the he was the draw. He, he was, was the, he was the he bring, was first. He was the, he was the he was the bringer in for the money. They were like he's a moonlighting. He's in all these good things. So they're like whoosh, snag, and then they just they brought him up, and that's why they, he's like top bill in the movie because they're like Bruce Willis is in this movie he's gonna bring them all in like Tom Hanks hadn't risen to Tom Hanks right. status Morgan Freeman hadn't right yeah this is Morgan pre Freeman. this is well I don't know if it's pre-Splash but uh, so it splashes around it splash and all everything that Tom Hanks does I think from here on up is is just rising yeah yeah like I know it's pre-Joe versus the Volcano yeah. and Splash Splash is the first Splash and Baker, the two big, yeah, or the two first Bigs movies that that put Tom Hanks on the map. Yeah, and it's, and then we're I've at the. Never p- heard Splash. That's a that's a that's a. It's a mermaid, mermaid movie. movie. Yeah, that's a mer- the mer- a mermaid comes out of the water and falls in love with Tom Hanks. That's the one where she's in the tub. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I watched that. I was real little. My mom's like, it's a little mermaid. And I'm Splash like, came out in '84. Wow, and Bachelor Party. Volunteers. Wow, Money Pit. Man with one red shoe. <clears throat> oh, that's a weird movie. I haven't watched Man with One Red Shoe. Man with One Red Shoe. It's weird. I don't I don't super Turner and Hooch. It. Turner and Hooch. The Burbs. But yeah, he Yeah, was, so theoretically He's not the big name, but he's the Yeah, big. Yeah, Tom Hanks should have been. Mm. Tom Hanks' star was very much on the rise. It was at on this the rise. Point. I'm surprised that he's not He's not. He's I guess talking. he is second build. Yeah, he's second to Bruce Willis, I guess. Yeah. Well, Bruce. Bruce. Well, this was. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but the politicians freak out is sadly how I believe all politicians currently think, and it still is not going to change. <laughs> the the political mumbo jumbo in this movie is also kind of bizarre. And there again, I think that was trying to be poignant and oh yeah so die hard was 88 die hard 2 was 89 or no die hard 2 was earlier in 90 and bonfire of the vanities was later in 90 yeah so it was filming near the end of moonlight yeah so, so bruce willis yeah so bruce willis would have been the household name yeah interesting 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 very uh, interesting um yeah, but like I said, the political machinations in this movie are weird, because like they talk about the, the the they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get this this Wall Street fat cat in trouble, 
That's who we're going to get. And I was like, no, we're going to get the hospital in trouble. It's the old go after the deepest yeah. pockets thing. And I don't know what the hospital I think that they, they, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. Like this movie is, is, and like the mayor is like, I'm, so now we I'm trying hospital. to do this and I'm trying <laughs> to do that and uh-huh. I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. And like it all, it's just weird. Like this, this movie is, is like, it, it's like I said, it's, it's trying to be something. It's trying really, really hard to be like a, a political thriller slash, like sort of dark comedy, but it doesn't really succeed on either front. No, after the beginning salmon fight, we start losing the comedy. <laughs> yeah, the, like I said, there. I, the comedy I comes have... back. The comedy comes back for the shotgun and the in the ceiling segment. But right, well, I should have I should have taken like... better notes about about the comedy. If I if I were doing this again, and I don't know that I would watch this movie again. But if I were doing this again, I would track the comedy lines. Uh-huh. I would like. Oh, I think this is supposed to be funny. But I don't know. But it's but it's not. Like, it's trying to be funny. Like, I'm supposed to be laughing at this because it's absurd. But there's something missing about it that I'm not, that I don't find it that funny. Or I'm supposed to be laughing at this because it's it's trying to be funny, but it's really not it funny. Long. And it also is long. Yeah, this movie overstays it's, it's welcome yeah, it's by a fair I was about to say, we could have chopped this to a 90-minute movie and it would have been fine. <laughs> yes yeah like, i mean there again i don't know well yeah no you you remove a bunch of the bruce willis stuff because you're right he's the like he's important but he doesn't need to play as big a role as he does no like as far as it goes that, that entire that, opening that, scene, yeah that opening sequence where he's like half like 10 where he's like drunk staggering death. through the staggering through all those people being handed around as he's going to do whatever the whatever speaking engagement he's going to or whatever um that that whole sequence can go. Like it just doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Uh Mingle Sherman, damn it. <laughs> Mingle Sherman, damn it. Oh, Ed run from the man with the goat laugh. <laughs> the guy that was that sounded like a goat that we both were like, he sounds I, like a goat. I know I don't remember him, but I know we did it. Yeah. It was at the party scene when he was like, Come on, I'm gonna get in trouble. And he she's like, eh, man. I'm not going to say anything. Is this how the law works? They can just set bail and then take it back? Morgan Freeman is still the best. Um, <laughs> bail was set for this. Judge, I would like to, because I thought they were going to take it back Yeah. The, after the little guy's speech. I was like, what? Yeah, no, he... I don't know if they could have done that or not, because he said, and bail is set at tunk. <laughs> and I don't know if that's like, and my word is final, yeah. or if you could... I mean, I guess, I guess if you, I, I, I don't know. I, what I learned from Just Mercy is, pretty much, if you are a judge, you can kind of do whatever you want. Okay, that's what I kind of learned. You could murder children. Pretty much, that's what happens in Just Mercy. <laughs> um, the judge murders people. The judge sent the. the to go to a, a, a small thing of Just Mercy, so. They have very little against this guy that's on death row that they accused of murdering this girl. They had no evidence. They had coerced him because the town wanted somebody to be chosen. They found oh. an African-American gentleman that had slept with a white woman at one point. And oh. was like, he did it. And then they 
So he was they, a scapegoat. They coerced, they coerced to, yeah, they, he was a scapegoat because they didn't have anybody else to be like, throw him in jail because they were like, the, she was killed during broad daylight. Why haven't you found anybody? So they got him and then they coerced a, another convict to say, yeah, he kidnapped me and did all the shady stuff. And then, but the story just falls flat because the convict's like, he kidnapped me, but yet he left me in the car for 20 minutes and I went and got a pack of cigarettes and then came back to the car. <laughs> and why would you come back to the car if you were exactly. kidnapped? And, so yeah, then okay. he, they so then they got him on the stand and he pretty much says, I lied about it all. I was coerced to say all this. And then another cop guy comes up and says, no, the, I can't say that the body was like that at all, what they have in this report. And there's two pages to the report that sent this guy to death row. Oh, and they're and like, they, and they report, debunk both of them. And they debunk both. And then they go, but then two months later, because you think the next day they'd be like, okay, because they'd be like, okay, they said that. The judge goes, oh, no, we haven't found that there's sufficient evidence enough to drop this case. Uh, he's still in there, and his death date is still this date. Oh, Click. wow. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, everything just got thrown out the door. And the judge was like, yeah, I still don't like you. Click. <laughs> <laughs> interesting so yes what i've learned from movies granted i know nothing about the law so i have learned from movies is that judges have got to do whatever they want um tom hanks is bruce willis's buddy uh <laughs> this is what i've learned so far is that you could just be convinced to be your friend? I don't remember what I wrote. I can't probably read it right now. I wrote it while paying attention. Is that at this point I ask, why is Bruce Willis the narrator of this movie? <laughs> well, because he was the one that wrote the book. Yeah. But we're, but, I don't know. I guess I kind of want to hear, like, the narration of Tom Hanks, because this is his story, pretty much. Yeah, but it's his story told from the perspective, theoretically. Of... Yeah, so we don't know what's exactly happening in the background either. So we don't know if that's true, all this stuff. Yeah, well, and there's an element of how reliable is the narrator. Exactly. I mean, he was drunk. <laughs> Truth. Aw, Tom Hanks peed his pants. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. <laughs> <laughs> And he protests himself. Oh, uh, yeah. Tom Hanks joined the picket line. That was the smartest thing I'd seen. I was like, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, there again, that was that was a funny <laughs> sequence like that, where he's like, like, there are these people standing in front of his house telling him that he's a, you know, calling him a racist and that he's a that he's a child killer and and all this stuff. And he's just like, he just sort of blends in with the crowd and hops into the alley and sneaks into the back and. Mm -hmm. And then I have and then time. he goes upstairs and finds out that he's he's the star of a dinner party. Yeah. I have Tyler's note written down that he wanted me to write down. Is Tom Hanks going to Kurt Cobain himself? <laughs> <laughs> he thinks about it. Uh, and then the neighbor comes in and rants about the <laughs> the the guys playing basketball, throwing the basketballs, and I said, "Oh, what deadly basketballs they have." <laughs> There's black people playing, <laughs> playing with basketballs. basketballs. <laughs> how oh. dare they? Oh, how? Um, how deadly. And he walks into a dinner party where he is celebrated, loses his mind a bunch, and then threatens the owner of the building? I'm not sure what that guy's relationship was. 
I feel like he was just a he shithead was, He was he was either like but he seemed like he was some sort of big wig, like he had some power. Like he might have been like the He might have been like the chairman of like the yeah, HOA or whatever yeah. or something. But he was he was some sort of a jerk neighbor superintendent guy <laughs> um with a gun, kicks everyone out else kicks everyone out and knocks himself out. That was pretty great. Because uh, it was, it's really funny. He shoots straight, and yeah. the plaster falls down and knocks him out. It's really funny. I thought it was really funny. Tom Hanks has lost his mind, and heroic music is playing. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, I, liked, I did like the choice of music. <laughs> Getting calls in places that aren't your pocket. How quaint! <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he's sitting at, he's they're having that dinner, that lunch at the at the restaurant, yeah. and the lady walks out and says. Hey, there's a uh, 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 Sabrina's Sabrina's aunt walks yeah. out, and Sabrina the teenage witch, teenage witch's aunt walks out and says, "There's a phone for there's a phone call for you in the office." I thought that was her. Yeah, it was. I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was her as well. So I, uh, but, uh, and he's like, "Okay, I gotta go take this call." I was like, "Wow, a phone a time when you had to get phone calls in places that weren't your cell phone." How however did we live? Uh this this starts to lead into the worst part of this movie for me, where I hated this moment that could have been cut out and it was annoying and hard to understand. I hated every minute of it. The shot was ugly, it was lit poorly lit, and it was bad, and the dialogue was incoherent. It was the two drunk conversations between Bruce Willis and that other lady. Dialogue's incoherent. I don't understand what's happening. Oh, <laughs> and then, yeah. The... And then I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And the shot's he's, poor. He's very drunk. They're so both... is she? Question <laughs> yeah. mark? They're both drunk. And you can't understand a single word. They're saying, then it's dark in there. And I'm like, I hate this the only, shot. The only thing I hate this thing. I'm like, the only thing that I've learned so far. She's on the, sitting on the Xerox machine. Yeah. It's 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 the shittiest shot in the movie because he's leaning over something, she's laying on something, and I'm like, and neither one of them is making a form sentence. I'm like, I hate this. I don't like it. It's stupid. And then she's like telling him stuff that we should find important, and it makes no like. If but you didn't know what was yeah, happening. None of it comes back yeah. except for like one thing. The thing with the yeah no with the, 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 bug, the bug the, the bug yeah. yeah the bugged apartment. That's it. That's All I got the, was the bugged apartment. Right. Well, like, that okay, was great. That was That's the it. important That's the part. Thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a it was an obnoxiously long scene to say. The apartment was bugged. The apartment was bugged and. And they they kicked me out of it, and now I don't have it. And I wrote that on the letterbox thing that I hate that scene so much. I was like, "There's an incoherent scene with Bruce Willis that I just hate, and it drive it drove this movie down like a star and a half at this point." I was like, "I hate this. I hate this. It's going to be a zero if this scene keeps going any longer." <laughs> um, this movie really needs to pick a direction. It needs to be tightened up. The story is bad. The script is okay. The name calling is great. <laughs> the name calling is great is added by Lauren. <laughs> uh, it's way better than calling someone a flat-faced butt sniffer. But that's also in a G-rated movie. Now we have an R-rated movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we sue the hospital. Sounds great. Mom's okay with that. Everybody's okay with that. <laughs> it was great. She was all upset for like a half minute. She's like, I need to go buy a new shirt. <laughs> uh, 
She's supposed to be funny. She's not. She's mostly annoying and detestable. I'm not sure who she is at this <laughs> moment. I'm not sure she knew who she was. Maybe she doesn't. Uh, who cares about the truth? Welcome to the current world we live in. <laughs> the truth is what I tweet, damn it. <laughs> truth is what I tweet, damn it. Um, the soft dick is back, everybody. <laughs> Yep, I did not tune at that point. <laughs> and his dad tells him to lie. Yeah. Not tells him to lie, but sort of... Pretty much just like... Because his... Because like his dad... Like he's sort of living in his father's... In his self-imposed father's shadow. Yeah, like, like his dad, you know, rode the subway to work every day and was a self-made upstanding, virtuous dude, apparently. Yeah. But we don't know. We're not ever told what he does, are we? are a lot of backstory that he has some daddy he did issues. the same thing. Yeah, no. he did the... Yeah, he said he was on Wall Street. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember he that. Rode the, but... He rode it into Wall Street. He rode the subway into Wall Street every day. Okay. My dad was a finance guy like I was. Yeah, well, finance and or Wall I Street are I, not I, the I'm same. Not, I'm not saying it right, but... I don't um, remember. There was a part in the movie where he did kind of... and. And not such a clear fashion tell you that his dad did the same job. Okay. There's a bunch of not clear things because okay, the dad's but... part of that story is not really well given to you. Right. You get one scene where the dad's like, I'm like, I feel like we're supposed to care about this emotional moment where dad's like, I'm here for you, son. And I'm like, we're given one scene with the dad beforehand where he's still not a bad dad. <laughs> So I don't know why we're supposed to care about this moment. Well, see, I think that the the implication is that that we're supposed to understand that that sort of the dad is everything that Tom Hanks has said he is. Yeah. In that he's this upstanding, good, virtuous dude. But Tom Hanks isn't. And Tom Hanks is not. But when the when the when the when the chips are down, um. Or not necessarily when the chips are down, but like, but what, but, his, but, you know, his dad says, you know, if you can't, if you have a way out of this and it means lying, then lie. Like we would rather have you get out of this than stay in it with your, with your integrity intact, essentially. Yeah. But the, the, but the interesting thing about well, I guess it, it, yeah, the issue is it, the technically the tape is inadmissible. Yeah. Cause he can't use that cause he got it through different Right. Means. Cause it's, yeah. cause it's, it's a, it's a not, because neither, just go neither of the like people, here. neither of the people that were in the recording knew they were being recorded, yeah, which so makes it inadmissible yeah. unless it's a wiretap or something like that. Unless there's a warrant attached to it. Yeah. And so there's since there wasn't a warrant attached. Unless it's to your it. tape, that's how it goes. It's right, like his tape. Right. Well, because the impl- I think the implication is since it's his tape, he knew he was being recorded. Yeah. He knew he was recording. He was recording it for his own. Yeah. Safety. Uh, at your husband's funeral, gee whiz, dear, calm down. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, and the husband is going to die, and. Oh, he did. Uh oh, I didn't think that happened faster yeah. than I was expecting. He started Bruce Willis and dies. Yeah, I, I was expecting it to take a little bit longer. <laughs> courtroom fight. <laughs> well, the, when they start the fight in the courtroom, oh. where the where the 
where the assistant DA jumps out of the tape and they start like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's still playing the tape over the mic. (laughs) I saw him smiling. I was like, that's the only line I really liked to Bruce Willis. I looked over and I just saw him. They cracked a smile and then he pulled out and then he clicks it. I'm like, well played, Sherman. Well played. (laughs) Yeah, after she sat there and lied and lied and lied and lied. Let her keep lying. And then all of a sudden it's like, click. Yeah, because then he played the tape of her saying the opposite of everything that she yeah. just said. And my last note, when Morgan Freeman st- speaks, you motherfuckers better listen. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my last note on that movie. Because <laughs> Morgan Freeman does that very eloquent speech, and I was like, and everyone's just sitting there nicely listening to Morgan Freeman. Because if if it was today, I feel like Morgan Freeman's part would be played by Sam Jackson. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I did like that they all just shut up and listened to him talk. And then um, immediately went back to being rowdy and unhappy. After he left. Um, and, and Morgan Freeman gets to be my hero again. <laughs> be decent. Credits. <laughs> yep. Instead, we get... Oh, well... There are compensations. Credits. <laughs> Sigh. Instead we have to listen. So like instead of instead of this movie ending on a on a be decent note, it ends on a take what you can get. And then all the people are there that no. that were being mean that, that were like mean to Tom Hanks and all that and all they're just cheering on for Swills. <laughs> He's an honor student. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't pee on me, so <laughs> I was like, "Really? That's the level we're at?" <laughs> well, it's it's interesting that. Well, that yeah, I, I don't understand. There, yeah, I think there was some there was some like political attempts being made in that conversation that Probably. that don't age well thirty years on. Yeah. No, not at all. Okay, okay, 29 years on, but you get the point. Yeah. It's almost there. We're at 30 years, aren't we? 2020? Yeah, it's 30 years. Yeah, but it's oh, the it's beginning. 30, of, it's 30 years. It's the beginning. The it's not December. It's 30 years at the end, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so we're. We're, we're, we're awake. There. We're closer to 29 than we are yeah. 28. Or 20. We are closer to 29 than we are 30. Yeah. Because it's the beginning of the year, not the end of the year. But Yeah. Uh, robot punches? Sure, yeah. robot punches. Let's robot punch this movie. Uh, robot punches. Robot punches. Roberto punches. I am Robert Robot Punch. I am here to punch. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Two and a half. Hey, hey, that's what I said. Two and a half. <laughs> it's not like... It's not a terrible movie. Like standing, having having talked our way through it, we're saying a lot. We're 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 ripping into this movie harder than it deserves. I think, um, it's not a good movie, but it's not really a bad movie either. There there are some, like I said, the performances in it are fine. The the script is good. Like the writing, the dialogue is good. The story is awful. Mine is the whiner. Um. Yeah, she's no good, but. Uh, I give this two and a half. I said this movie is wacky and odd, 
story keeps you wanting to know how it ends. I don't know why Bruce Willis's character is in, is in it, but it brings an underwhelming performance and character to this film. Also, he has a painful scene that is almost unintelligible. But Morgan Freeman and Tom Hanks make up for the rest of the cast pretty poor acting. But all in all, it was a surprise and a little better than I thought it would be. Um, I feel like the like the 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 bit parts, the 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 like C, the B and C tier characters, are pretty good. Like yeah, the uh, Reverend Reverend Bacon's good. good. Uh, Saul Rubinick is good as the as the uh, uh, upstart aspiring conniving uh, assistant district attorney. Mm-hmm. The guy that plays the mayor is really good. Like the the like I said, the 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 C tier characters yeah. in this movie are also really good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, two and a half. That's what I did too. <clears throat> I didn't really have so much a problem with like the acting as much. Um, what's her face was really annoying. I'd have to agree with that. Oh, she was probably so her, the... her voice drives nails. She's she, yeah, she's bad in all. Of it. Yeah. She's not any better or any worse than any, like I, I've never seen her be any better or Mildred any worse. <laughs> that's who her name is. Then yeah, I already forgot her. She was that bad. Then she is in this that's movie. Her. She's um, she's this in every movie I've ever seen her. Grant, I haven't seen her in every movie she's ever done, but. Oh, she's in the disaster artist. Surprise. <laughs> what is she doing in there? Is she the old lady? No. No, Maybe. she's um Oh, uh, she's I, I I forget what I I I have read the book so long ago I don't remember who Jean Shelton is. I feel like that's the producer. I feel like that's one of the background mon- extra money people or the distributor. Gotcha. Or something like that. I don't remember exactly what she is. No! She teaches acting at the school. That's where she meets Tommy Wiseau. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where Tommy Wiseau and Chris meet. Greg. Greg Sestero and Chris and Tommy Wiseau meet. Sorry. Remember now. Whew! That was going to drive me nuts. Well, we watched that a while ago. We did. (laughs) But, uh... Oh, no. I have to agree with, like, a two and a half. Um... Length kind of killed me. I was a little bored at some points, and uh, a lot of the Bruce Willis narration could have just not happened. A lot of Bruce Willis just could not. It would have. It would have been fine. Like I could have been fine with just like the one scene where Bruce Willis is the newspaper guy and has to make up the story. Then we cut to Bruce Willis trying to be a decent human being at some point, and then we cut to Bruce Willis giving the tape, and then that's it for Bruce Willis. Done. Saved about twenty minutes of time in that movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like yeah, the Bruce Willis character in this movie could have been restructured, and it would have taken a bunch of. Because what he of... wrote did lead to why the public opinion towards him changed. Right. Like so, he, you yeah. can't, you can't remove him from the no. movie completely, because he is, you know, he's the linchpin, really. Yeah. But at the same time. He doesn't need to be in the movie as much as he is. Yes. At least then it's we current. We don't need that side stuff where he's like at dinner with friends and he's or, drunk and turns over yeah. and lays down. He's like, oh, look, I know who these people are. I'm at the bar. Right. Yep, two and a half. Okay. Yep. Topics? Well, or we're are we going to do a new, new segment? Se- we're starting a new segment. Of I wasn't the sure where the new the segment was going to go. The new segment goes now. Okay, so new, we're doing like new a segment. Box office. It's the, it's the weekly it's, box office it's rundown. The weekly box office snapshot. Yeah. Top 10 movies of the box office. Because we have a little. 
So number ten, they're spies in disguise, which made five point one million dollars. So this is a, this is so that we don't have to do this again later. So that we can just do a lump sum. And do just we bring that in? Do we need to do the Do we need to do the dollar amounts? Would you like me not to do the dollar? Amounts? I think the dollar amounts are the least helpful thing in this. Okay, then I will thing. do just the top ten. At number nine, we have knives out. At number eight, there's frozen two. At number seven is underwater. Do do dollar amounts for like the top three. Okay. I will do that. And me and Tyler saw underwater. Yeah, we did. <laughs> How many robot punches would you give it? Um I think I was saying two and a half or three. I feel like you said three. You said three and Elijah said two I in said our, two in our and I made a st- conversation on, before. And my statement on Letterboxd is to make a long story short, I wanted to know who would make it out of this movie alive. <laughs> That's why I watched it. <laughs> um, it wasn't too terribly bad. I mean, for a PG-13, I don't know, like thriller. Yeah. Thriller horror. Thriller horror, whatever you want Sci-fi, to call it. Yes, Sci-fi. Sci-fi. It, it wasn't. Sci-fi creature feature. Yeah, there you go. Sci-fi isn't like the greatest thing in the world anymore. It's not like. It's hard to do good sci-fi. It, it is, and because uh, you have to be, you have to be extremely original, and to hit everybody, you have to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Whereas a lot of really good sci-fi is not Guardians of the Galaxy. It's very uh, heady, and it's like the fifth. Like I don't want to say. The yeah, I can't one. remember the last. Yeah. Good, like non-superhero. <laughs> sci-fi thing that i saw yeah that's what i'm trying to think and i wouldn't call it bad but it, it still wasn't the like martian no, martian is not so good martian? yeah the martian is martian the martian, martian is sci-fi yeah. you know it's if it's if it's something you know like i saw on tv i might watch it again it was it was i wouldn't go out and buy it or or rent it <laughs> as i as i made a statement to tyler i said it's kirsten stewart in in a in a bra and underwear for a good chunk of that movie, so okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sexist peg. Yeah. That's why I got the two stars. <laughs> but it's okay. one for the bra and one for the panties. No, the story got the, the story got the two of the one because it was clever how we just got the cold open. That was that was that was pretty awesome. I, I kinda like the way it it, it just like drops yeah, you right the flow, into this. Yeah the flow of the movie was nice. I agree with you. That's that's a good way to put it. The flow so, was nice. Well written, well storied, well paced. Well paced, I well think, paced. is a nice thing. Because I wouldn't say so, the story is... Probably, it, needs a little probably, bit, it needs a little bit more to the story. Because it leaves you wanting to know a little bit more. Okay, so good good directing, good... Like, I feel like, okay. if, there was a, like if there was a sequel... Maybe good editing. I Ooh, might go back it. and watch that. Yeah, that could be it. Like, if there's a... Like, if on the Blu-ray there's a director's cut and I saw it on for ten bucks on Black Friday, I would probably grab it and be like, okay, I want to see what the director's cut is on this, and maybe there's a little bit explained about as to why we continuously go back here and try and dig in this spot. Okay. <laughs> Earl Black Gold, that is Texas Tea. Um, and then at number six, Little Women, and number five is Just Mercy, which I also saw. 
uh, that came out. And we did talk about that earlier, so we don't need we to did. necessarily... But I'm going to give you the... I'm going to give you one of my robot punches. So I gave it oh, four okay. robot punches for that. Ooh, four Ooh. robot punches. Yeah, and I said, with a powerful story and great actors portraying these people, this movie keeps you wanting to watch the screen the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan... Who said that? Uh, somebody said that in if this movie had been made in the early 2000s, Jamie Foxx would have been Michael B. Jordan. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. But now that's switched, and it's very... Not switched, but I guess Jamie Foxx now that... The cast, it's, it's a really good Well, yeah, because Jamie Foxx can't play the young yeah. lawyer trying to make a name for himself. No, it's... Well, no, he's just trying to do good. That's the thing about it. Okay, he's the young... He can't, play, he can't play yeah. the young idealistic yeah, lawyer. Yeah, that's it, idealistic. Uh, Jumanji the next level at number three, which made an extra still. Yep. Which made fourteen million dollars, which is catching up to number two, which is Star Wars, which made fifteen million dollars. So Jumanji is keeping on better pace than Star Wars. I have to say that I'm kinda not as surprised with that. Tyler, I'm gonna ask you. Which movie did you like more? Star Wars? The Rise of Skywalker or Jumanji: The Next, the the next, the the next level. I I feel like for entertainment value, I got more out of Jumanji. Exactly, I said the same thing. I really did. Like <laughs> Star Wars, I'm like, yeah, we're finishing this. All right. This this is like I'm like I left Star Wars going. It's about what I thought it would be. All right. I watched it. It's oh, done. Star thought, good. All right. It wasn't. It was a good movie. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Did everything I was expecting, but meh. <laughs> yeah, whereas Jumanji, I feel like you can go back to more and be like, okay, yeah, and then just watch that and just have a good time. Anything. <laughs> the Rock being Danny DeVito was was something. <laughs> Jack Black being three different people is astounding. <laughs> Jack Black is three different. He Jack three Black, different Jack Black, like... Jack Black plays Fridge, which is the. Uh huh. Big tall dude. Then he plays uh, Karen Gillan's character. The they switch for like a brief minute in the oh, middle of the movie. Okay. And then he goes back to Bethany at the end. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, it's, it's good. Like I thought it was was pretty. And then Karen Gillan also trying to be Fridge was also pretty fun. I'd like to. Uh... Girl, that was the first thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Jack Black get some type of nomination for that, but I don't think he. I would. don't think that will happen. Not, not, out of it. Not out of, not from the Oscars. I kind of like, I like, like I'm gonna break off top before I get to number one. I kind of like the idea of like two different kind of Oscars. Like the Gold Globes kind of do it, where they do drama and comedy. Right. I would kind of appreciate if we did something with both. But well, it's that, hard to do the, that. The Golden Globes do it. Yeah, the Golden Globes. Yeah, I was about to say the Golden Globes that's, do that. But that's the. Uh, I think I just kind of want it the, to be the same cachet. That would like, be right. that would be the trade off. Oh, yeah. you want you want a comedic actor to be able to. You want to be able to give an Oscar to a comedic actor. Yeah, it's like back in the. It's like okay. back in the day when like Sigourney Weaver was nominated, I think for Aliens. That's never going to happen again with stuff like sci-fi and all that other stuff. Yeah, generally speaking, the Academy does well. Shape of Water. Yeah. But generally speaking, the Academy does not like genre pictures for movie of the year. Yeah. Best, but like, best, best. Like, like Robert Downey Jr. for stuff, Iron but... Man could be on there or right. something like that. Just to, I don't know, because I just feel like he, like him or the Marvel Cinematic Universe deserves something for 
this achievement for, but... for what it is yeah yeah it's oh, like the yeah. lord of the rings movies but it we is. gave them an oscar so right <laughs> uh, so we we could see the we could see we could but uh at number one i'll show, tell you which movie probably might win because it won the gold globe movie from 17th place to first jumps 1917 which made $36.5 million. So it came about and it's like, goodbye, Star Wars slap. <laughs> I uh, I really want to watch that movie. Yeah, it's on the list of movies I want to see. It won the Golden Globe, so. Good. Oh, interesting. It could be the picture. It oh, yeah, the be... Golden Globes were the other night, weren't yeah. they? That was the other debatable rundown topic. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we maybe, well, we can we can, we do... can do that later. Yeah, we'll do that later. It's on a, it's a, we can do that we with need the to Oscars. Do it. Yeah, we'll have to do it. We'll have to, I don't know. Because we did an Oscar pod. We'll just do a separate like that and run that down. Oh, I can't mm. wait to do the Oscar pod because, like, last year I remember doing it and I'm not knowing anybody. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to pick this person. <laughs> and then I'll be like, yeah, go pick that person, Tyler. You, yeah, you can pick sure. that guy. Good go job. right ahead. Buster, or, or, Buster Shrugs. Everything with Buster Shrugs. You were like, Buster Shrugs Buster and Shrugs. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> we let you have Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I for for best actor. I won. feel like that movie could have won best picture if the bad buzz, the bad juju around that movie didn't end up happening. What was the bad juju again? The director was doing bad things with Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that was like... <laughs> but, um, yeah, so also, so that would be what we do next week. We'll run that down next week's box office. But Yeah. Cool. So, also on topic is some game stuff and some other news Ooh, that, that Tyler would do last. I want Tyler's news to be last. <laughs> I want to make sure that's true. Tyler's news. Yeah. Oh, I I did not research. I research. I was I'll you. research it for you. I'm looking. I finished okay. Red Dead. How was Red Dead? Um, probably one of my favorite games now. I uh. Red Dead Two. Red Dead Two. Cool. Um. I talked about Ark all the time. How much I played that, but like as far as like anything with like a story goes, like I really liked the first one. The second one. Answered a lot of questions to the first one, like how the gang mm-hmm. kind of got to where they were, uh, and uh, I loved the way the story was set up. I loved the way that um, they used music for in the the missions, um, you know. And then uh, Willie Nelson had a song in it, which was great. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, Cruel World was in there, and. Uh, so it just I don't know the way it was written the story the you know the voice actors were the same as some of the as some of the characters from the first one mm-hmm. um, you know I couldn't couldn't not like this game the the uh, visuals were great um, I have a picture on my desktop where my guy's sitting on his horse coming over the top of a hill and you just see. You know, did your guy never die from listeria? Because like like in the listeria? like in the Oregon street, like in the Oregon Trail. <laughs> listeria. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> did he die from that? No, he died of tuberculosis. Well, that dude is not Jeremy Renner. <laughs> my God. Okay. <laughs> it's not him. No, it's when he's in the rep outfit and everything. <laughs> looks like Jeremy Rayner. 
Uh, that is the host of the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> Not Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah. The way he's done up looks like uh-huh. it. Um, but um, you, he uh, contracted tuberculosis, and you... And, uh, without, Diabetes? <laughs> oh, I mean, it was... It was it was a good sad moment of the game. Like you're you once you like realize your guy has this and you go through everything. Like you basically watch this man slowly die. Oh. Sounds um, like a great game. <laughs> uh, but that's that's kind of like later in the game. So there's a lot of story build up to that point, which is great. Um, so uh, there was a Pokemon Direct that came out, which announced the Pokemon Dungeon remakes for the. Switch, which a lot of my friends were really excited about. And then there was Pokemon DLC coming for Shore and Sword and Shield. Hefty DLC at hefty, a hefty price. Hefty DLC. A lot, a lot of content. Two new islands. Uh, over 200 more Pokemon. So basically they're getting another... Some new, some old. Right? No. it's There's glare versions of some of the old Pokemon, but it's all the old Pokemon. So it's all old so Pokemon. So let me yeah. ask okay. this question. When you would buy some of the Pokemon games on Game Boy, what was the price of a new Pokemon game? On Game Boy? Game Boy, Game Boy Black and White? Game Boy Color? All those games are 30 bucks. Yeah, I was about to say 30, 30 40 bucks. And you had one island, right? Yeah. So basically, people were getting 200 Pokemon, two islands, and they're for 30 bucks. So they're getting another game. Yeah. Okay. You're pretty much getting a. You're pretty much getting another how much, section of the game for thirty bucks. How much did the original base game cost for the Switch? Sixty. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I no longer understand people's complaints. <laughs> uh, like it's standard DLC. Like yeah, I shouldn't say it's standard DLC, but it's not. It's not insanely yeah. gross, exorbitant. DLC pricing. Like no. the, the fact and of the matter is we have paid more for we have paid more money for less DLC already. So and you know and and you know some people are saying well but it's it's stuff that we should have gotten in the first place. What they but what they said it's they said they were doing lower numbers for higher quality. Like you can't get good high quality animation, good high quality sprites, good high quality renders of all this stuff in a reasonable amount of time. Like there's 600 gajillion Pokemon anymore. Like, I don't know how many there are, but too many. There are too many. They're not all winners, folks. Let's, let's be honest. Here's the thing. One's literally a pile of trash. I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I caught it. Here's the thing. If you want your game stuff and you want it fast, you're going to get dog shit. I waited forever for that Red Dead 2, and it was worth every damn penny. If you want good stuff, you're going to pay for it. Yeah, I agree, because I think they took the time since the game's come out, and they've started, like, adding, like, if this, like, the content's not coming till like, June. So, it's... Oh, so they're talking about bonus content that's not here for another couple of months six yeah. months they're at they're giving you a patch here that will give you a few extra glare versions of pokemon like glare slow bro and you get to start to meet the cast of the new islands okay but then they're not giving you the rest until as it progresses on so they're still probably updating all the pokemon 
they're giving you every single legendary Pokemon in all the games. Yeah, but isn't that, don't you have to jump through some gameplay hoops to Yeah, get you those? have to jump through. It's not isn't easy, that but like that's you, how it should be. You have be. to go online to do it or something no, like that? No, you have to. You can go in the tunnels. That's it. I feel like you don't have to go online. I was under the impression that there was like it was like online-type raid-type thing where you had to... No, you could do the raids without you had people. To, I do raids to... without people all the okay, time. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, this... I forget what I was going to say. And if so, if you're really desperate to get them all like that, you could pay the five bucks and be done with it. Which I'm not that desperate. I but... think people should be happy they're not making a Pokemon... Shield DX, where they were to charge you again 60 bucks. No, like a Pokemon Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. I want want another Pokemon Stadium, not gonna lie. But like, (laughs) not a uh, go, go, go grab some gear and some Pokeballs and hope you make it to the center in time and you're the last one standing. Because uh, that seems to be the way, like the, all these games that come out now are. Well, like, the, every game that comes out seems to have some type of battle royale to it. Yeah. The issue there would be, I don't. You'd have to. I don't know. It would almost have to be. I don't know. The, the issue. The issue. There would have to be some sort of like rock paper scissors system, or the contraction would have to be very very slow because if if i have to okay i run i run and i like and i have one pokeball and i the first thing i come across i catch okay cool and i caught it great so that's what i use to fight unless i run across other things that i can catch but then i have to go get more balls so you run and you can pick up some more pokeballs but while i'm trying to get more pokeballs i run into a guy and i have to fight him so you do this do you, is are the fights turn based or are they somehow real time yeah, like, like, Pokemon at least does not quickly migrate to. I'm sure if they wanted to, they'd figure it out. Well, they oh, I'm sure they, 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 they would turn it into the fighting game. The like Pokemon Poke Tournament DX. Well, that that was garbage. that was that was made by the Tekken people. Yeah, but I meant like they could. But I meant like if they wanted to, they'd do that, and that would be how it would go. But well, by that token, that's kind of what I thought was okay. You you are somehow a little like like controlled like you are a little uh, like radio controlled tracker thing, and you land your your goal is to land on a Pokemon, and that's the Pokemon that you have to fight with. Yeah, we've just created a game, everybody. But if you don't, no, don't make this game. Do it if you don't. If you don't land on a Pokemon fast enough, your battery dies and you you can't. So, like, you can't just, like, fly around and try and find that golden Charizard. You have to land. If you if you land on a Pidgey, you land on a Pidgey and you have to fight with a Pidgey. Or, like, there again, there would have to be some way to, like, trade up. But I don't know what that way would be. Yeah. At least not in our just talking about this. As... I think people should be happy trying when to make someone Pokemon takes Battle Royale to spend on a game and like they it's care they they're not giving care you care and yeah. love into the game. I'm they're trying to give you what you want which is all of the Pokemon in this game. But it's just going to take time because you have to it's it's not instantaneous. They're not just like okay, insert Mew. Insert Mewtwo. You got to build Mewtwo, you got to build its move set, you got to build like its standard def like standard combat and do all that yeah i I just get tired of like playing stuff and i'm like 
this game had like would have so much has so much potential to be so much more but we washed our hands up and said done i'm done they rushed it because people were like we want it now (laughs) and and then and then you complain because your game's dog shit yeah so just be happy when you get something good Mm mm-hmm by most accounts, I hear good things about the Sword and Shield game. I like the Sword and Shield game. Yeah, it's. I think it's a lot of fun. And I have lots of stuff still to do. So who? So then, why are we complaining about getting to pay more money for more game, exactly. more of this game that we like? I would generally pay more money for any game that I like more. Even of. Borderlands. I, I right. It's. I mean, I'm still. I haven't because... made it the whole way through it yet once, but I. I am. I'm currently fighting with the do I pay money for DLC for a game that I like or do I move on to the three games that I have now that while the any number of games that I have now that I haven't played yet the backlog the backlog yeah so like that's my question is do I play Borderlands 3 DLC or do I move do I pay money to play Borderlands 3 DLC or do I move on to the backlog and I haven't decided because I haven't fin, I want to finish the story in Borderlands Three first. I'm always down with finishing everything else that I was working on before I go and pay DLC for something. Right. Um, well, I haven't started anything else. I yeah. just have a half dozen games that I own that I haven't played. <laughs> yeah, you know, you like you either bought them or you're gifted to you or something. So now you got these things that you haven't played yet, and you're like, all right, well, I'll find out. And like, usually within the first like. 10 minutes of a game you can pretty much figure out if it's going to be complete and utter crap or not mm. um usually uh and then you can make your decision oh i probably want to play some borderlands and get that dlc i don't you know it'll give you the feeling of do i want to continue playing this or do i want to go do something i like i like borderlands but the question is do like you i like said do i right do i pay money to get more of something that I know I like, or do I not pay money and move on to something else that I might like? The DLC will always be there. That's true. The DLC will always it's be there. It's not going to vanish. That's true. So, I can always wait. And then money will come, and eventually that you'll have left over. You'll be like, okay, well, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Bang. Uh, I've been trying my way through Final Fantasy VIII, the remastered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying the cheap way of winning that game. So, so far it's working pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) What's the cheap way of winning? Uh, You keep your levels extremely low and just keep drawing magic and junctioning it to your attack. So your attacks stay low. The monster's levels range and even the boss's attack levels range for your level. So you stay low level. So the bosses and everything stay low level. And then your attacks can keep getting higher because you keep getting, because the magic and everything, because you junction magic to your items instead of you getting stronger that way. Oh. So I can attack, one attack could do 9,999 damage. Okay. (laughs) And then I can kill kill the final boss in one hit. (laughs) Okay. I've killed a boss, I've killed a boss with two GF summons. I beat a boss that when I played this game the first time when I owned it on the PS1, that took me, I'm going to gamble 50 times I tried to beat this boss, mm-hmm. and I beat him the first time I tried to play him, and I was like, this is astounding. <laughs> the Tonberry has a Tonberry King, which is what turns into the summon Tonberry, mm-hmm. and it's 
It's, it's so I just put a counter none on, and then I just keep going through because most of the bosses don't give you XP, but they still give you the EP, which goes to your GFs, which then is what equips to attacks and all that. That's how you equip magic to yourself. Okay. They're your summons. Okay. So so far it's been working pretty great, and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if I can actually fucking beat this game for once. <laughs> <laughs> Because I made it the whole way to the final boss, and the final boss kills me every time. In the other, you know, last time I played it, <laughs> I believe in you, Elijah. I uh -huh. think you can do it. I hope so. So far, it's been pretty okay. Even the Ken on Ken shirt believes in you. That's yeah, good. he does. He does. The Ken on Ken shirt believes in everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on a shirt. <laughs> the Ken on Ken. Shirt. All right, with. With that it's note, that time of night, it's that time of night. It's that time of night. It's that time of night. All right, folks. Well, it's, it's that time of night. Time of night. Uh, please go it's to our website, thepostermanpodcast.com. You night. can go there. You it's can listen to our previous it's podcasts. You can download them. It's you can also find a link there to it's go to our store from Cafe Press and buy it's some goodies. Time of night. Uh, you can email us movies, uh, suggestions at the Postman Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter it's at the Postman Pod, Instagram, the Postman Podcast, Facebook, the Postman Podcast. And I think there's a letterbox thing. The Postman Pod. The Postman Pod. It's the box of letters. Yeah. It's that time of night. It's that time of night. Letterboxed. There's a D? Yes. Time of night. Okay. It was that time of night. It was that time of night. It was that time of night. That was a good time, everybody. I'll figure out this letterbox thing. Yeah, sent you everything, so now I don't get complained. Uh, but yeah, everybody, we will see you all next week for another rip roaring good time. And I yeah. gotta pick a movie. So oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, do we know? We don't know what the movie's gonna be. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. We, we will. Few. But we do know that we're having a guest on here. We're we're having a, we're having a guest the 26th. on the twenty sixth. We're the twenty sixth of this month. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. It's doing the we're doing a footy football. We're gonna be our uh, buddy Mike Baker who uh, did the nice little art. artwork for us for, that we have all over our website and on everything on our store <laughs> the art that we still it's the talk. only thing that we have on our copyright stuff copyright um, so uh we invited so friend of the show mike baker yes. is gonna be on so yeah. he'll be on uh he suggested that we watch a football movie the kiki um, ball Football. Yeah, it's gonna Did be a rip roaring good time because I know neither of you know nothing about football. Day to day football. Day to day football. I know, I know, I know enough about. I'm football. learning about football. My father-in-law tells me I'm doing pretty good. I know enough about football to watch a game. Yeah. The purple team is the Vikings. Good job, Elijah. Good job. No, I was doing pretty good. I thought the purple team was the Ravens. I'm confused. I thought they were black and purple. <laughs> Anyways. Uh... It the big yellow bad. one is the sun. The big yellow one is the sun. <laughs> the yellow. Good night, everyone. Have a good night. Who calls Brian?